Welcome to Chasing Water, where we combine pursuit and process to equip and inspire you to guide your sons to become men. I'm Ryan Brown. And I'm Jared Gibson. Have you ever wished that you would have had more meaningful conversations with your parents, with your siblings? Um, Do you ever get nervous about meeting somebody for a meal who you don't know? Would you want to help your sons, your kids become more comfortable, more successful in conversing with other people? Do you ever find yourself in a room with your family and they're all staring at their phones rather than talking to you? Well, in this episode of Chasing Water, we want to talk about the centrality of the dinner table, of mealtime, in establishing conversations and connections with your family. First, we're going to consider our own history, um, how the dinner table looks in our homes now. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the struggles or problems associated with uh, making dinner time work in certain families, in all families. And then finish, of course, with uh, talking about the benefits of pursuing these regular mealtimes as a family, and then some practical tips on how you can implement what we're talking about and make dinner time count uh, in your home. So first off, Jared, I want to kind of ask this question. Um, Why are we talking about eating dinner as a family? Well, I mean, the emphasis here, of course, is eating dinner as a family and conversing with one another. When I was um, uh, growing up, I I do think, you know, in the advent of the television, there were a lot of people that would sit around the TV and not the table. Yeah, and uh, that was kind of a an, an issue, and an issue that people somewhat. I mean, I guess they talked about, but maybe they didn't even think about you know the implications of that. Um, today, uh, 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 probably an even bigger issue because you're always with a device mm-hmm. uh, is kind of the smartphone and how people are right. spending you know significant time uh, looking at that rather than spending time with their family, and so I think that's a huge deal in our culture. Uh, you know, every time we go out to dinner somewhere, we'll see people of all ages, you know, on their phones rather than uh, talking with the people in front of them. Yeah. And so right. they would rather have that relationship kind of with the device and uh, be connected there mm-hmm. uh, than connected with uh, the people in front of them. Even though if you were to stop them and ask them, you know, like, is it valuable to have a family? Do you want to have meaningful <laughs> relationships? They would say, of course we do, you know. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. I, mean, I think I, we all, yeah, we're all, we're all guilty of it. I yeah, know. I mean, I struggle with it, you know, because I'll be like, well, let's do this, or let me answer this, or whatever. I mean, I can even be really guilty of saying like, oh, let me take a picture, you know, and so mm-hmm. I'm so focused on trying to capture the moment rather than living it, you know. Yeah. I can certainly do that. I have the, the I don't want to be ignorant problem where if something comes up in conversation, I'm like, I need to look that up right yeah, now. Let's so Google I got to Google it right now. <laughs> you know, find the answer. Right, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I found it really interesting. A couple of years ago, Chick-fil-A kind of recognized that problem, and people have, have been discussing it, you know, for some time, and they provided a box you could put your phone in. I think they even gave away something, you know, if you would put your phone in that box. and Free ice cream. Yeah, it was. I think it was. You know, I think it was something like that. Uh, they also provided questions, like in the kid's bag or whatever, there would be like family conversation kind of guide. Okay. Yeah. And so a series of kind of conversation starters, and I think that was really, really helpful. And so it, it, anyway, in our culture, that's an issue. And uh, it greatly inhibits, you know, us building deep relationships. And 
I read a, a couple of things that just uh, kind of stood out to me, but one of the things was in the journal the nutrition of nutrition education and behavior. There were two uh, findings that they had there, and one was that family meals improve fruit and vegetable consumption, so that you would kind of would become a, a healthier eater oh, yeah. if you did that. And then the other one was family meals improve family functioning, and the way they would define that is family connectedness, communication, expressiveness, and problem solving. And so I think it's important. I think other lots of people are, you know, are noticing that. I mean, there's a lot of even movements kind of pushing towards this. And I think it's something that we want to converse about. Yeah, okay. So um, as always, we always kind of start with our history. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what it was like, uh, you know, the meal times in your house growing up? Yeah, so we ate most of our meals together. Um, and really, I mean, you know, when we were at school, of course, we didn't do that during the school hours, but breakfast and dinner would oftentimes be together. And um, the meals were often like whole foods, you know, like <laughs> made from scratch. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of things were homemade, you know. And uh, I didn't realize how hard my mom had to work, you know, to prepare those yeah. meals. Like uh, today, you know, just seeing the just the uh, the work that it takes, I was just kind of oblivious to that it took a lot <laughs> to put all that together right. uh, kids would love to come over to our house you know it was always like cool they'd make fun of me and be like does she have like you know cookies baked and ready for you when you get home every day you know and i'd be like well a lot of days probably not. Yeah. but i mean she did do a lot of uh interesting things to make sure that we had you know good food but also uh, an environment where we were sitting down together. And so cool. I always thought that was really cool. I mean, we, we rarely ate out, but, you know, so occasionally I just remember uh, the five for the five ninety five Arby's original sandwiches <laughs> we'd pick up sometimes <laughs> or like a carryout pizza. We always did that. And so, uh, but that was just rare. We spent a lot of time at the table and a lot of time like um, eating like really good food together. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that was really valuable for us. Awesome. Yeah, I would my my experience was pretty similar, especially when I was younger. My mom, you know, cooked a lot of stuff fresh and homemade. And actually, my dad, um, he there were certain meals that like were his thing. So I remember specifically like egg sandwiches was one of the things that we really liked having. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he could fry an egg boy better than anybody. So it was <laughs> yeah. like okay, if, if it's if we're having that meal, dad's cooking. Yeah, and he, yeah, he fried sure. these potatoes. Oh, so anyway, so. I mean, yeah, we had a lot of homemade meals, really good, you know, that Southern style table stuff. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. When when we got older, my sister and I, we did a lot of stuff. You know, we had a lot of activities, I guess, that we were involved in once we got into kind of high school area. And so we probably didn't eat it to, at home, like homemade meals as often at that point. But for my family, like mealtime has always been a time of being together, mm-hmm. uh, no matter, you know, even if it was, you know, like, oh, we have to grab a cheeseburger real quick, you know, right. before we go to this thing. It's still like we're doing it together. We're, we're talking while we're eating. Right. It's not just, you know, go whatever, do whatever kind of thing. Yeah. So that was, you know, I would say it's pretty similar for me growing up. All right. So then if we transition a little bit and think more about what does it look like now for for your house? Like, how do you how do you do family with how do you family with your how do you do meals with your family now mm-hmm. yeah well i mean we generally uh eat our meals especially our, our dinners together I and mean, that's the time mm-hmm. so a lot of times I'll, I'll be gone before breakfast you know and usually out with someone at lunch and mm-hmm. so dinner is the time where we're gonna all sit down um, together and eat and uh, that's been really really helpful for us um 
We, we uh, try to not only eat, you know, a, a good meal, but we also uh, try to have good conversation. And so we want everyone to participate if possible. So, I mean, I, I mentioned, I think, a couple of weeks ago that I, we have an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's hard because right. they don't all, you know, necessarily want to talk about the same things or whatever. But I, I just have found, like, if you kind of bring up a topic, somehow someone could, you know, capture something in that conversation. A while ago we talked about maybe using something that kind of would stir that in our kind of our discussions or conversations so that we didn't just say, how was your day? How was your day? How mm-hmm. was your day? And uh, one of the things that we've done is, like, we'll sometimes pick up an encyclopedia okay. and just pick something out of there. I'll just pick a topic, and I may read a little bit about it, and then, you know, and then they'll discuss it. Well, that's cool. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. Um, you know, it just, um, it, it's been cool. So one of the things just recently, we were uh, we're in the K's is where we've kind of been, and so it was on Martin Luther King Jr., and so... We talked yeah. about him, yeah, yeah. Cool. and uh, I actually made them listen to one of his speeches, <laughs> of you know, you and, I thought, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you can't, you won't believe this, this is just insane, you know, it's a, such a valuable speech, and so we uh, sat down and we just kind of talked about that, so it kind of gives you opportunity to discuss that a little mm-hmm. bit, and then have questions, and, and that's really cool. Another thing that my sister-in-law told me about is, it's called Questions, the number four, K-I-D-Z, Kids. And it's on Facebook, and it'll just kind of help you in discussion. And so uh, that's kind of what we do. We like to do that. We think it's really, really important. And we try to foster conversations. And we really want our kids to be a blessing um, to one another during that time. And I think Mm -hmm. it will kind of flow over in them being a blessing to others in their life. And so the other thing that we just do is, like, you know, people have to sit at the table you know, have you know? We want to practice good manners. That doesn't always work out that way, but uh, <laughs> with the four-year-old, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just depends, you know. So it, it was funny tonight. Actually, I uh, was uh, like, I, I swept the floor before uh, dinner, and then afterwards, I was like, now let's see who like made the biggest mess. You know? <laughs> so we, you know, we're at that stage of life. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, does it look the same for you if you go out? Because I mean. There's one way of having dinner when you're at home in in your place, um, but would you try to do all the same stuff if you're eating in a restaurant? You know, I, I really do think of a lot of things as discipline practice. You know. Yeah. And I think like how you eat at home generally will be how you eat out. You, okay. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That makes like sense. That's, yeah. So I feel like the the training ground of the home, the the dinner at home or the meal at home, is preparation for being out, you know. And uh, and of course, all that kind of changes up, you know, if somebody's with us and what's going on. And there there are times where you know there's just a lot of activity, or maybe you know different kids will sit with others. But we try to, you know, in our minds at least, I think we're constantly saying like. We are preparing you to go out into the public arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way that we live here, we want you to kind of be able to take that and apply it out there. Right. So if you're a blessing to the people around our table at home, you know, hopefully you'll be a blessing to the people uh, around the table out. And so we try to like emphasize that. So it does look a lot like that. And, and oftentimes we'll have some kind of conversation piece. And so. That's and, awesome. And we enjoy doing that with other people because we'll kind of bring up a topic and everybody gets to engage in it. So it's, kind of, it's really it's actually a lot of fun for us. Yeah. All right. So 
you're setting forth this very beaver clevery kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, family dinner, very traditionalist, I guess you could say. Um, and so I think one of the things we have to think about is what about those who have like a non-traditional family setup? What about single parents mixed, you know, or blended families? Um, how can they, can they still do this well? I mean, it's hard to speak to that when you haven't lived that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I have to be honest about that. I'm, I, I think there are a lot of things that we, we will talk about where you would say, like, I bet that's a lot easier for you. You know, <laughs> talking to me, they could mm-hmm. say, I'm sure it's a lot easier for you and your wife to do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's no question of that. There's a lot of things that are more difficult, you know, as a single parent. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we all have to eat, mm-hmm. you know. That's just the rhythm of life that we're in. So the meals may be faster. The preparation may need to, uh, you know, be a lot quicker. There, there, you know, you, there are some things that are going to be limiting factors about the way that, you know, you eat or the way that the time that you have, uh, how long the conversations could last, all that kind of stuff could be, uh, you know, a, a, a problem in that, that regard. But I think still, like, you're still going to eat. And so I think you have to say, how do I make this this meal, you know, work? And yeah. so that's one thing. Well, you can still you could still have good, like meaningful conversation and interaction mm-hmm. over chicken nuggets and mac and cheese that you threw together in you know twenty minutes, frozen from the you know threw in the oven or whatever. Right, right, right. Like it doesn't have to be this you know crafted Absolutely super not. meal. Yeah. No, yeah. and we don't have those. I mean, all yeah. the time. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you're exactly right in that regard. But you still can, like, you know, think, what what one question can I ask tonight? Could mm-hmm. we engage one another in? Yeah. You know, so I think that's that's helpful. Uh, with regard to blended families, I think, you know, your time is going to be limited, you know, maybe with uh, some of the children mm-hmm. or maybe all of the children. or Maybe there's times where this group of children are there and then another group and then everybody's there. Yeah. And uh, that's going to add some dynamics that are difficult, and yet at the same time, maybe some things that would make it a little more interesting. Yeah. You know, different thoughts about things that could be brought up and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're trying to, we're calling it a blended family, and so if you're trying to develop relationships with kids that ha- didn't grow up together, mm-hmm. I think that um, uh, what better place to foster that than the table? And so maybe that would be a really great benefit, you know, in that regard. I think so. And another question, because if, if, um, I'm just trying to think through, like if I were, if I were a a parent listening, you know, to this, like what struggles would I have? Um, and I know that, that I, I have friends who, you know, have weird work schedules. They work nights. Um, you know, they work, you know, shift work where they're not Mm -hmm. getting off till late or whatever. Um, how do you kind of, how do you answer that question of like, oh, my work schedule, I can't have dinner every night with my family. Right, yeah. And and that could be frustrating. You could say, man, I really long for that or wish mm-hmm. I had that, you know. My um, younger brother for a time, uh, for several years, worked in that kind of environment, in a shift work environment. And um, his his wife had to basically, you know, do the, it was almost like a single parent kind of yeah. model where she was taking care of that and bringing everybody together and doing that kind of thing. And, and I think she worked hard at doing that, and I'm sure it was very difficult at times. But I think whenever there are some kind of restrictions or limitations, it just kind of makes you think, 
when I do have the moments to, to have this, when I get to, to sit down at the table with my family, I want to make those count. Mm-hmm. Whatever I have to do, uh, however I need to do that, I want to make that count. So uh, I think, uh, you know, one of the things maybe with someone who is doing like shift work and there's like, you know, a week on, a week off mm-hmm. or something like that, I would think that one of the things you kind of want to do is try to, to make sure that you minimize the activities that are going to conflict with a time to get together as a family yeah. to eat a meal, mm-hmm. you know, and for some families, really, the dinner might not be the best time or, you know, it might be breakfast or, you know, for them, it might just work better. People, you know, are going to be better mm-hmm. suited for that. But I just think we have to really just guard that time. And, and I think if you're in that kind of situation where there's limitations, you need to really think about that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. So let's move on to thinking about the benefits of this. Why is it important for us to have these, you know, interactive meals um, with our families? Like, how do, how is it beneficial to both kids and to uh, to parents, to adults in the situation? Mm-hmm. I, I think for a child, they learn to converse with yeah. others. You know, and 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 really, I mean, there's times where they're going to be. I mean, I think over time, as that grows up, they'll be able to not just converse like if someone were to ask a question that they feel confident in like sharing but also like and leading out in discussion Mm -hmm. like you're training them modeling for them how to make a meal count and and if if one of your strong emphasis you know if your emphasis there is on building relationships you're training them in that the art of building relationships absolutely yeah the art of connecting with people Uh and so uh, it just opens the door for um, the ability to meet people, converse with people, um, you know. And from an adult standpoint, you know, you, you'll likely learn how to ask better questions, how to mm-hmm. connect with people like in the workplace. Maybe you have a new coworker, and you're like, man, I don't really – I need to get to know these people. Yeah. And hopefully this pattern will help you kind of get to know people mm-hmm. and kind of like find out about things about their life that you wouldn't otherwise kind of think about. So if you're intentional in, you know, your meal times at home, you, you, it'll probably help you better in that regard right, outside. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where when you're teaching something regularly, suddenly you might actually get better at doing it yourself. Right. For also. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Um, how, how about, I'm just, I was just thinking about, um, for me, uh, one of my, one of my boys, he just enjoys the cooking thing. Like anytime we're making something, he's always like, can I help? Let me stir that. Let me do that. Let me pour that in. I want to, I want to help. How do you, uh, how do you feel about, uh, involving kids in preparation for the meal? Yeah, no, I think that's a great thing. And I think as they grow older, you know, that becomes mm-hmm. more and more, you know, a part of, uh, your life with them. And I think, you know, just like, in, again, in anything, we're, we're always thinking about process, you know. Yeah. And we're going to be saying, like, hey, we're pursuing this process. We'll say it over and over and over again. But I do think there are some people that are so, um, I mean, are, their tendency is to, like, it'll be so much easier, so much quicker if I just do this myself. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's hard <laughs> because you're like, ah, oh, this is slowing things down, you right. know. So maybe one aspect of the meal they can be a part of, maybe... Early on, it would be setting the table, maybe ha- having them help clean up or whatever. But over time, you also wanted to use that opportunity to teach them a process for preparing a meal mm-hmm. and being involved in that. And so whenever my kids show an interest in something, 
I want them to join in and I want them to, to, to be able to learn and develop in that way. So I think it's a really cool way to really help them think through getting the ingredients together. Maybe even, you know, this is how we kind of put them together and this is how you use this utensil and this is why we're using, you know, this particular thing and, you know, kind of laying all that out before them helps them in processing other things. Absolutely. Very cool. All right. Let's wrap it up a little bit with thinking about, um, just some practical steps. If someone's, you know, listening here and they say, okay, I want to do this. I, I, you know, I see the value here and I want to make my mealtimes with my family count and, and, and matter and be beneficial to everyone. Um, so what are some practical steps that, that people can take, um, to do this in their home? Yeah. So I think one is eat together regularly. That, <laughs> yeah. that should just be a goal. Right. Can we eat together regularly? Is there a way to do that? How can we schedule that? How can we, you know, just ensure that we do that? The other one is, I think, dump devices and toys. You know, like our deal is like, we don't have kids with phones. I mean, they're young. Yeah. But we just say, okay, like, you know, you're not bringing a toy to the table. Right. You know, it, it one, they won't eat if they have one, you know. <laughs> but two, you know, they're just going to be playing with that and fiddling with that. Um, three would be have a conversation starter. You know, whatever that is for you. I mean, it could be a lot of different things, but, and try to have everyone participate. They're not always going to. Right. But try to have everyone participate in it at some level. And then the fourth thing I would say is just, you know, know that things are going to be messy. Like, you know, it's, I mean, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, the, I mean, relationally, like, yeah, it's just kind of messy. People will be upset that night. They don't want to talk. They're just, their minds are somewhere else or whatever. That's okay. You just got to kind of like say, okay, that's going to happen. Um, and expect that if you have not been doing it, like, you know, most of the time when you try to start doing something new, uh, just like working, you know, a muscle mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, it's like, no, that hurts. I no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Right. This is dumb. You know, that kind of thing. And then the last thing I just say is show grace to each other. You know, try to model that, you know, as you're working through that so that, you actually so that people can enjoy the time yeah so yeah well one of the things i thought about um the the whole idea of them revolting or turning against you and saying no i don't want to uh just the other night uh, we were having dinner and i um i started asking these would you rather questions like would you rather you know not be able to see or not be able to hear anymore and uh and instead of revolting like my oldest was like, ask us more questions, ask us more. Oh, yeah. Like he just really <laughs> yeah. loved this whole, like, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to decide uh, yeah, those yeah. sorts of things. So, you know, it may not always be that way. Sometimes right. I think that kind of starting something new, you're sitting, sit down at the table and suddenly you start asking questions and prompting conversation. Mm-hmm. Your kid goes, what is this? You right. know, my parents are interested in my opinion. They want to hear what I have to say about this. Right. I think that could be a, a powerful thing for some kids who, oh, yeah. who want to feel valued and want to like have an input, have that yeah. ability to have that conversation. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we, we give them less credit than they, you know, really deserve for being able to participate Absolutely. in those sorts of things. All right. So we hope, we really hope that, that we've equipped and inspired you to pursue mealtimes with your family. Uh, to help them grow in their ability to converse and, um, and interfa- interact meaningfully with other people. Um, we, we do believe that taking time to make meals count is going to excite in your children this desire to pursue meaningful relationships with other people. 
uh, and we want them to have a process in their minds um, to continue this tradition with their families and watch their kids grow uh, in these same skills um, because that is really what Chasing Water is all about. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we hope that you'll subscribe and share it with someone else. And we hope that you'll join us for the next episode of Chasing Water.